Hey, welcome back, everybody. Homesteading for Anarchy. Hope you like that title, that uh, name, because I'm not very creative. Can't come up with something better. Anyways, I want to talk to you guys today about the livestock I can never get going. So, it's not uh, iguanas. It's not polar bears. It's nothing like climate controlled, you know. But it is insects. You might say, yeah, that's a stupid one. I'm hanging up right now. But let's go back. Um, What's the hardest part about modern or like small livestock, large livestock, raising them without supports from the outside? It's food, right? I mean, everything from rabbits got to have feed. Chickens have to have feed. uh, cows Cows could do it if you have enough land. Goats could probably do it if you have enough land. But other than those two, I really don't... I mean, there's really very few that you could do, truly raise without feed inputs. So, um, that's that's why I was looking into insects. Now, here, I'll kind of tell you how my mind works. I went big. I got all kinds of stupid big animals. Not cows, but I've had tons of goats and chickens and ducks and geese and um, rabbits and everything else but what I wanted to do is I wanted to raise my food's food you know I wanted to raise insects so that I could supplement the chicken scratching or whatever you know or even eat them if I had to but um, insects are the highest basically the highest protein content you can find so that's kind of like, in an emergency, it's a pretty good food source, right? If you can force yourself to eat it, which I was, don't get me wrong, I wasn't really interested in that. But you can turn scrap anything, basically, into a protein source if you can do it, if you can raise them, right? So <clears throat> let's, let's go over it really quickly. We'll go over the types. Um, I looked into red worms. Crickets, mealworms, and black soldier flies. Um, there's a deer right there on the hill. Big deer. Doesn't even care that I'm driving by because it's not deer season. But, um, anyway, so, um, st- oh, red worms. So, red worms have some pretty varied pros and cons. The pros, easiest ones to raise. Like, hands down, easiest ones to raise. They, basically, the only way you kill them is over-acidifying or just waterlogging them so bad that they can't uh, breathe because worms breathe through their skin, right? Through moisture, they breathe through their skin. So they have to be moist enough to breathe but not so wet that they start to turn to mold and die. But the downside to them is their diet is so selective, right? So they don't have, I don't know, I consider like them to be the vegetarians of the, um, of the vermicomposting world. So the worms will eat most any vegetables you'll throw in there most any leaves or grass clippings or anything like that that you'll throw in there, but they don't like bread, they don't like meat, and they don't like um, 
acidity. They don't like citruses, you know, stuff, uh, peppers and stuff that's going to be super acidic and burn them. So, there's definitely a downside to them. You don't, you can't just throw, scrape everything off your plate into their bin and have them eat it and come back and it'll be, unless you're a vegetarian. You know, if you're completely vegan, then you could, but, uh, that's just the downside to them. Um, sorry, I keep humming today because I'm thinking about something. But, so, that's kind of the downside to red wigglers or, or earthworms or any type of just those soft-bodied worms like that. So, let's talk about uh, mealworms. Mealworms are a beetle that's kind of hard to do, and they are... Yeah, I end up giving up on those pretty quick just because they're not as fast growing. It's kind of a, they're just kind of a headache. So I didn't even really try those. So we'll skip those. Crickets. Crickets are awesome. They will eat just about anything. I mean, just about anything you throw in there, they'll eat it. But the downside to crickets, they have like a four phase life cycle. Not four, it's three or whatever. But still, it's like you have to actively be managing them. To get them to reproduce so you have to keep them alive for a 30-day life cycle just to get them to reproduce and that is a big headache so we didn't end up doing that we tried it several times we couldn't get it to stick because you've got to have moist soil for them to lay eggs in and then you've got to whatever move the soil around to a different container so they don't eat their babies or something I was messing up somewhere anyways and so that's why I didn't do crickets that's why crickets didn't work for me um, the last one was black soldier flies and so black soldier flies is the gold standard for um, vermicomposting insect raising but black soldier flies are so complex man so the life cycle is egg and then this little larvae that is just like an eating machine, right? These larvae are just eating fools. And they they will eat house flies, so they run off house flies. I mean, you don't get house flies. They draw them in because of their smell. And the house flies will lay their eggs right in the larvae and your black soldier fly larvae will just eat up all the eggs and it'll actually kind of get rid of your house flies. But check this out. Black soldier flies, the actual flies, don't have mouths, right? They're only for reproducing. So they don't spread disease like house flies. House flies, you know, go laying on your food and eat a bunch of it, vomit it up, and then eat it again, and they just spread disease like crazy. So just having black soldier flies reduces your should in theory reduce your um, sanitation issues by getting rid of house flies which are a major sanitation problem because if they go chew on some human poop and then they come chew on your food or whatever anyways that's disgusting I know but that's the that's the problem with house flies so that's why we want black soldier flies that's one of the reasons but also, black soldier flies are self-harvesting. Pretty awesome gig. They just, like, when they get full or they can't eat anymore, they will they will crawl out of the bin. They'll crawl up a ramp. If you put a ramp in there, 
and then they'll fall off the edge and they're trying to fall into the dirt so that they can burrow down and hatch into a fly but they will basically harvest themselves at their peak form the best form to be feeding to your animals your chickens and stuff but the problem with them is that life cycle again is a huge issue because we're talking about like a they have to lay above the bin where you're going to hatch that where the eggs are going to hatch and fall into the larvae is going to fall into the bin so it's kind of a I don't know it's a tough process so I'm working on it I'm going to try and figure it out but man it's hard but I just think that my theory of what homesteading is is that if you started small if you started at the base right and got black soldier flies running good then you could get quail or a few chickens and now you've already got your food source figured out as far as that goes and then you could compost stuff you compost the chicken manure and put that on your garden and then you could grow vegetables to feed like the vegetables and all the scraps to your worm to your larvae and then you could be feeding your larvae to your chickens and then you you'll never have a closed loop right there's I mean, really, because of energy transference, you're going to lose some energy all the way through this process. But the sun's going to put new energy, fresh energy, into the system all the time. And <clears throat> even in the worst possible time, there will still be free inputs, right? So if you figure out which leaves your, um, your insects can eat, which grasses or whatever they can eat, then you can... Um, still be feeding, right? If you find roadkill that's dead beyond what you would acceptably eat or whatever, even if it was a collapse or hard times, you could still throw it into your black soldier flies and feed them that, and then they could that could turn basically to chicken food, which also, another crazy one, um, Justin Rhodes actually takes roadkill cuts it, you know, cuts it a few times, I think. I think he skins it, maybe even. And then he puts it in a basket above his chicken run. And as the flies lay their eggs on it, the eggs hatch and the larvae eat all this food and then they drop into the ground in his chicken run. And then his chickens peck them out of the ground before they could ever turn to flies. And so he's bringing in the native flies that are already there having them lay all their eggs in this meat, and he's turning the meat into food, which I like the system. I like the idea. There's probably some risk to it of, you know, whatever disease or whatever, but I think he's mitigated it as much as possible by raising it up off the ground and having the flies basically never, or the larvae never make it to fly stage for the most part, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that was a cool system. But, <clears throat> do you get the concept? You get what I'm saying, though. If you started small, if you started out just growing your food's food, then when you finally get the food, you could be providing it no matter what happens. So, you lose your job, who cares? You've still got your food coming in. You know, or if the the roads, the streets are closed because of some outbreak or whatever and there's no 
like going to town, now all your animals are going to die because you don't have to feed to feed them. And I know that sounds crazy, but that is a possibility. I mean, that's a real thing. And it hasn't happened in a long time. They may not even close the roads. They may just have an outbreak. And you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not that interested in getting this thing. So, <coughs> man, allergies. If you guys got a good allergy remedy, hit me up. Anyways, I just think it's cool to get all this stuff down on audio so that um, if anybody out there is looking for stuff, they can they can figure something out, right? But um, other bugs out there, there's other stuff you can raise, and there's other upsides. So right now, modern, current day, um, crickets are like 10 cents a piece at the pet stores. Sometimes more for large crickets. And you're talking about a 30-day turnaround. If you get them producing, you could do millions of them without really any input, right? You could be uh, just doing it. So I think you guys need to think about it. Okay, and here's another thing. Um, I'm trying to get my kids to start a business where they do this, where they raise meat animals, or they raise like their own bugs for their own use, or for selling as a business, you know, so that would be cool, think about that, if you're like five or six or seven year old or whatever, could be raising crickets with free inputs, right, doing it themselves, raising these crickets, then they turn around and they can sell them and make some cash, sell them to people who have lizards and stuff. And all you have to do is get on the Facebook pages of people who, you know, reptile Facebook pages or whatever out there in your local area. And just say, hey, crickets for sale. You know, we won't deliver, but if you've got a location that you, you know, you can give me your location and I'll let you know if I'm over that, I'm going to be over that way and I can bring you, like, you know, 50 crickets for, you know, whatever price or 100 crickets or whatever 100 100 cricket minimum order and you sell them for five cents a piece what is that 500 cents which is five dollars that would be that's five bucks five bucks your kids earn you know if you're over that way you know if you're going to be over there you might as well but that's a cool one um but also, one thing I learned a while back is that a lot of people who raise rabbits, if they have a batch of rabbits die from the cold, they will sell them to the snake people because it's not contaminated in any way, right? They froze to death. So that's the perfect form because they usually even die before they run out of energy because it's so cold that just, it just zaps them. So... <clears throat> just something to think about. I I think that would be a pretty cool program if you could figure it out. But anyways, that's all I've got for you. I just thought that was a weird concept, something to think about, see what you guys think. Um, like I said, go to Anchor and get the Anchor app. And you can you can listen to my podcast on Anchor or anybody anybody's podcast that's on Anchor. You can listen to it, and midway through a, a show, you can stop it and 
uh, listen or leave me a voice message that says like, hey, you know, whatever, whatever. This is where you're an idiot, or this is a awesome idea right here, or here's something you could tweak, or hey, let me send you a ton of black soldier fly larvae so that you can get started. Anyways, that's a joke. I know you guys will never send me any black soldier fly larvae because nobody out there is doing it. I mean, anyways, so we'll talk to you later.